Welcome to another episode of the Cultured Handed Podcast Season 2. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, share, subscribe. Leave a comment below on things you want us to improve upon. And let us know how this episode made you feel. Now let's get into the episode. Hi guys, welcome to the Cultured Handed Podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the book Purple Hibiscus by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, who I love. And she even has a new book that just came out two days. It's coming out on the 27th of October, Zikora. I can't wait to read that book. So let's get into the week recap. So, Comfort, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so this week was um it wasn't a staring at last week i guess i'm getting used to all the work and all this stuff and yeah it was just pretty normal just walk oh yeah and i was watching some chinese movies i was skating to love i was yeah um love o2 i watched what's it with the other one I really, really like. I can't even remember the name. Um. Okay. Yeah. Go. Go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's all really cool. There are also <laughs> Chinese stories, but it was still cool. Yeah. But that's basically. Oh yeah. And then I woke up this morning to news that there's a salmonella in egg outbreak in. Uh, Newfoundland and Nova Scotia. Wow. Yeah, we just bought egg like this week, so we had to check if our eggs were part of the, the ones, the batches we called. Wow. Was it part? No, but now nah, we don't want to eat the egg anywhere. I don't complain, man. Egg, appetite for egg. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Ivy, you made it. Welcome. What? I'm just waking up. Like you're very lucky. See, <laughs> mm. but if there's salmonella and you boil it really well, you should be fine. Ah, my my <laughs> heat kills salmonella, right? Heat kills salmonella, right? If um, chickens were infested with salmonella, the eggs, if you boil it properly, will you still get infected? I mean, it's not close to them or stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think you should be fine. If you just boil the demons out of it, you'll be fine. Yeah, just the right amount of heat will kill some. You should be fine. This is good because my sister ate one yesterday. If it's like, if it's, if it's, oh, she was very, she was very upset. I think oh. if it was like, um, I think if it was like clostridium, then because heat doesn't kill that one, right? Yeah, heat doesn't kill that one. So yeah, I think you're fine. What's the worst that happened? You have a belly ache. Oh. So you'll be fine. You won't die. 
That's encouraging to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. You won't die. Don't worry. You're not. You're not leaving us yet. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I still haven't been able to eat egg, but that's just because I don't even know. I think just H2S or something, but it's been making me want to throw up. But mm. I haven't had, my yeah. best friend used to have that. Um, there was this time that apparently she had eggs at night. The whole night became a disaster. Oh, wow. 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 How are you people? We're doing well, though. We're still hearing about Comfort Week. Mm, and... continue. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's part of the week. The egg was mm-hmm. part of the week. Okay. <laughs> well, like, Comfort, I don't know if she's done telling us about oh. her week. Are you done comfort? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel how was your own week? Um, my week is very good. How's my week? My week started on Sunday. Oh, I started my week with a flu. Oh dear. Nee, I'm fine. I, I ended it with hunger. <laughs> mm, why so did, why did you end it with hunger? Um when, I started when you, it with you were not a... hungry when you were sick. Mm-mm, no, I wasn't right, and then I, oh, I decided okay. to yeah, steal yeah. the opportunity. And um, because I was doing this rapid cleanse, weight loss, staying, watching my weight, whatever, I was just trying it, oh. and now I feel better. I'm hungry, I'm hungry, <laughs> I'm hungry, but I'm okay. Okay, yeah. what are you going to eat? What are you craving right now to eat? Hmm. Things I haven't eaten since 2012. Oh, wow. What, what, what is that? I what suddenly, have so long? Um, I suddenly want to eat, um, you know, the cassava you put in water and you eat with salt. Oh, my God. Like a um, batcha kind of thing. Like yes, yes, yes. Um, wow. Tapioca, what's it called? Yeah. I haven't eaten a bacha in in a long, long time. No, I had a bacha last year. Good number, a good amount. See, mm. wow. I'm good in that aspect. Um, so, is that all you want to share? You have anything more? No, no. Oh, uh, um. Um, the island I'm on has a dengue fever outbreak and people are dying. Oh um, my god. I think um I think the fourth person died yet. The girl who died yesterday was number what? Sorry, the sixth person died yesterday. But there's like a dengue fever outbreak and is past is the vector is uh, mosquitoes, so you can imagine. Ew, please, please, mm-hmm. please. Like, how? Oh, wow. So, the way mosquito passes malaria, this, these ones, um, it's, I think, Aedes aegypti, um, not Anopheles. So, this one carries dengue fever, Zika virus, chikungunya. But right now, it's passing dengue fever. Oh, and that. it's like a weird, it's like a weird virus because you have, like, you can't take, um, you can take painkillers, but it has to be like paracetamol. 
um as um as certain medicines because if you take like ibuprofen you're gonna have internal bleeding and stuff wow that's terrible stay safe um, yes i am very safe i kill them during the day and at night i don't play they don't come near me Hmm, of course, you're covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> the bite to die. As they fly near, yes, they'll just electromagnetic field. Woo! Covering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not trying to be ill, please. <laughs> no, no, no. Surely when he's causing death, please. There go. Yeah, that's nice to hear. Welcome back. We haven't had you in a while. Um, in a while? One week? Yes, a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about my week, my name is Dumibi. Um, My week was nice. At the end of the week, I tried to make spring rolls. It didn't work. I folded it <laughs> in strange forms. God knows. I don't know what shape it formed. But today, I was to just fry it. It was just not looking like a normal thing anymore. So that was sad. Eh? You're making spring rolls from scratch. No, I I bought the wonton paper, the egg roll paper. Mm-hmm. So I already have that. But the remaining part, just the vegetable, just put vegetable and meat inside now. Wrapped it. Next day, it's looking somehow. I'm like, what's this? I didn't even somehow know. in what sense? It was looking like it was melting, or I don't even know, ah. now more sticky. Did you I said, fry it or up? bake it? Did I just wrapped it, it and put it in the fridge so I can fry it the next day. And I wrapped it last night. It's not actually so far away. Did you watch videos on how to present how to fry it and all that stuff? Yeah, I've not fried it yet. I just wrapped it, ready to fry. And it's melting. Yeah, it looked like it was melting and dry. What was melting? The wrapper. Ah, ah. I don't know. I'm thinking I'm supposed to have it in the freezer instead of fridge. I feel like, or maybe, yeah. You're supposed to check how to preserve it. Don't it's not even long. long. It was just last night, and I woke up this morning. So it's like 12 hours. So I didn't feel like, even if it was supposed to be in the freezer, like I didn't feel like the fridge would make a difference because that's where I was preserving the wrappers in the first place. Like they have been in the fridge, not freezer. So when I bought well, them out the wrap, like it didn't it didn't make sense that it was not able to stay again. When you bought the wrappers, were they in the freezer or fridge? Fridge. Hmm. Oh that's why it's yeah. so strange. I'm like, I don't I don't know. No, I, I mean at the store. So I mean at the store. Yeah, at the fridge. store in the fridge. Yeah. Oh, okay. They said mm. keep refrigerated now. That's the structure. They not say keep frozen. So I don't know. Anyway, that was gone down the drain. So bad. No, it's expiring October 26th. So that's how they quickly make it. It's all good. It wasn't that expensive. It was like a dollar something. So if I ever get ginger again, I can make it. But the vegetable I make for it, I'll use it to eat it with like rice and sauce or something. So I'll make something nice with it. It was it was sad. And then I worked. Work was okay, thank God. Um, oh, Mimi is here. Uh, uh, am I dreaming or is that Chiaka Nyana? 
Chắc là hình như xe hài Hài It's been so long I can't believe you came today I wasn't even sure <laughs> Thank God for bringing you here It's God, only God can do it <laughs> was on this. That's the truth. I'm just saying. That's the truth. <laughs> okay. So continuing about my week, um, I watched Lie After Lie. Lie After Lie is really cool. It's nice. It's still ongoing. I'm trying to get people to watch it with me so that I can have people to discuss it with. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. I also watched Get Into Love. Um, that's the Chinese drama. I'm also watching Continually Lonely Enough to Love. Um, do you like Brahms? It's like a music thing, and I like it. And um, Record of Youth. So I'm watching a lot of dramas at once, but that's to get me over not like pining over the next episode that's coming out because I'm watching them as they're coming out every week. That's my fault. But yeah, it's been a really good week. Thank God for everything. And I'm glad to have you guys all here today. Mimi, how was your week? Oh, it was it was fine. It was good. <laughs> Lots of testimonies. Oh, thank God. Oh. Mm. I was good so far. Hi, Comfort. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> Hi, IB. Hi. Hello. Okay. That's all you have to say about your check. <laughs> Everybody went to oh this. Everybody went talked about spring rolls. Comfort talked about eggs. IB talk, told us about salmonella and dengue disease. You is good. That's all. <laughs> that's that's the something. Wow. Sometimes, sometimes that's all you can say. Okay. No, it was actually good. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was good. <laughs> I don't know what oh, to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay, Greg, I'm glad to have you here. I'm glad that you had a good week. That was good, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> so, going into the summary of the book Purple Hibiscus, um, which I hope you guys read today. Um, Purple Hibiscus is a very old novel, not really very old, but we read it in like secondary school. But I I read it because I have it at home, but some people read it because of literature, if you guys took literature. And um, Popeye Hibiscus took place in Enugu, and it was like after the military coup, but it's still post-colonial Nigeria. And um, the main character narrating the story was Kambili Achike. And Kambili was, you know, in her family, there's her brother, Jaja, then there was her dad, Eugene, who they called Papa, and her mama, who she calls, who was Beatrice also. And um, she she's a person who excelled in school, 
her dad put it a lot of pressure on her to always be the first in the class like, to the point that they had when she when she came second they took her to class and they're like does this girl have two heads and they pointed to the girl that came first instead of her and um she had a conversation with her dad and since then she always has to come first so her dad always expected perfection from her in his own way all sorts of ways and he was a strict authoritarian and he was very very into adhering to his own version of catholicism the catholic what the fanatic yes of of the catholic um, religion or the catholic or catholicism and that overshadows his paternal love. He punishes them when they don't live up to his high standards. To the point that sometimes, when there was a time when they went to visit, he calls his father a heathen because his father doesn't believe in Catholic Church, and they went to this. They stayed in a house that his father was in, and he's like, "Did you know this heathen was going to be there?" And then he poured boiling hot water on their legs to punish them. And because he said that that's the way the missionaries um, helped him grow when he made mistakes. I think, I don't know what he was doing, but he said he committed a sin against his own body and um, they put boiling water on his own hands. He so, probably had sex. Masturbated, that's what he did. Oh, see? Because he, he does not like them being locked up in a room because he's mm-hmm. afraid to masturbate and commit a sin against their body. So he collects the teeth. Yeah. So he's, he's very strict. And um, they started a novel on Palm Sunday. And we had Jaja who refused to go to church to receive communion. And his dad hates them missing church for any reason. So they, he threw a book on the shelf containing his wife's figurines and um, it was a whole thing and then after a while everybody acted like nothing was happening Kambili was really scared because they've never rebelled before and she was wondering what happened it's the first time for everything yeah so um he their father was someone who used to like help the poor he was sending like over 100 people to school. He was always donating to people and everything. And he um, owned several factories and published his um, pro-democracy newspaper um, with his editor, Ade Koka. Um, and they were very defiant. They, they, don't, they didn't even care if their lives were in danger. They still like, published um, what they felt was the truth. And they have these, his priest, Father Benedict, um, who always like praised him for all the things that he donated to the mission. And, you know, everybody celebrated him wherever he went, but nobody really knew that he abused his wife. He punishes his children to an extreme way. And he had his own way of discipline um, to the point that his wife lost two children. The second time he broke a table on her stomach. Um, Kambili was a very quiet child. She didn't speak so often. And 
Um, she was a very good student. She didn't really socialize. People thought she was a snob, but actually, she was always just trying to meet the time to get back home. His, her parents, her father had a time she was back home. So she had to run to meet the driver in front and get back home because one time she was late and her father slapped her like to super um, just because she was late by some minutes. So her friends thought she was a snob, but actually she wasn't. Then one day she went across, she, what did she do? Okay, she, I think she, the time she had the painting, so his dad died, his dad was a hidden died, and she had like a painting of the dad that her cousin gave her and her cousin Amaka. And she, they were looking at the painting, her and Jada, and it was just, they knew that their father would walk in on them somehow. She said that she felt that it was kind of like a rebellious thing for them to do. And both of them thought, um, so told their father that it's their painting. And after a while, when he called the painting, like she fell on the floor and she's like, why would you tear this painting? Okay, she didn't say that. Well, her attitude felt was that way. And he beat her up, kicked her, punched her to the point that she passed out and she had broken ribs and internal bleeding. So that was, that was like the worst um, abuse she experienced from her dad. Well, it was really, I don't know. So, um, let me see what else to mention. He was, he called his father a hidden and he was raised as a houseboy by missionaries. And that's where he, you know, was brought into the Catholic church and was really got like some of his values. Um, he had a sister and see former and she used to invite the children to her home. She's always telling this woman, Beatrice, that this is your husband, he's abusive, you know, leave this man and he can always leave but the woman kept insisting that where will she go what will she do okay oh. so auntie Fama got auntie Fama, she was an intellectual she was a professor and she got an opportunity to go to america she had to leave she didn't want to leave before but she had to leave by the time there were riots and they wanted to frame her for the riots and um, the university had to, the main, the, is it the chancellor or something, the school, they had to like escape from the school and the school was shut down for a while. So she had to leave to America. And just as she was about to leave to America, it turns out that um, we had um, Papa Eugene ended up dying. And um, when he when he was here, he was dead. They did an autopsy. I wish they didn't do an autopsy. I, I don't know why the family didn't refuse an autopsy, but they did an autopsy and found poisons in his um, system. And it turns out that his wife had been poisoning him slowly. Um, every see, every time she, she drinks his tea. But funny enough, that tea, the children just to sip that tea with the love sip. Now they just occurred to me. But anyway, she had been poisoning the tea slowly and um, that he eventually died. So the son just said that, oh, he put rat poison in the tea and he ended up going to jail for three years for it. And after a while, they, they started it out. They bribed the necessary people, talked to the right people, did it, and he was eventually going to be released. And... Um, Auntie Foma taking her children to America. 
in the the one of her sons, I think it's Obiora, he got a private he got into a private school on scholarship because um he she's used to challenging his teachers and he wasn't praised for it in Nigeria because they don't like people challenging them. They like to take whatever they say as the word. Um but in the US it, it was praised. Um and yeah in Flourish there Amaka used to write her from home. So yeah, um, I don't know what else to say. We can discuss the rest, but it was really an interesting book. And this is my second time reading it, but it was actually very different from the first time I read it because I was like 14 or so when I read the book. So that's some years ago. But yeah, so we're ready to discuss. Oh yeah, and the purple hibiscus is actually the flowers in front of their home. So there were this purple hibiscus there and they had this tree. They had this other plant that she kept referring to that I Googled yesterday. That starts with FL. I don't remember the name. I remember it later. And um, yeah, so they had a lot of flowers and plants in their home. So the purple hibiscus was something that gathered people's attention and everyone always like touching it and replanting it and passing by it. So yeah, on to the discussion. So what did you think about the book? Okay, so I have a question. This is the third time I'm reading the book, right? Third time, but, wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was, at first, I, I wasn't so interested in reading it this time because I've read it twice already. Uh-huh. So, but this time, I was trying to figure out when she started poisoning him. Oh, okay. I feel like beating her. That's he started beating her years ago. He has beating her for many years. So I narrowed it to two periods. Uh-huh. Was it okay? Because you know the whole um figuring stuff um happened yeah, after the first time they came back. Yeah. Yeah, it happened after the first time. Was it after the first time they came back or after the second time they came back that it happened? First. First time they came back. He the time he didn't take the communion. Oh. Mm. Yeah, they had already gone to um this this place by then. They had already gone to um good then. Oh, yes, yes. It has to be the first time they came back. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, was it... Oh, okay. There were two times I thought it was. Was it um, the, after the first time they came back from Enugu? No. Or was it after the second time? The second time was... Oh, they went to Enugu the second time when he beat her up. Like, that was when the whole beating happened. And then uh-huh. the mother sent her to Enugu. Sent her to Suka. Was it after the beating that she when he, when he beat Kambili Abi? Yeah, when he beat Kambili. Maybe That's what because yeah, she kept saying yeah. he has never done this before. He has never <laughs> done this before. So maybe that pushed her to start poisoning him. Yeah, because you know, and I started paying attention to the signs. Do you get first time I read it? I read it like between the first and second time, there was a lot of time apart, so I couldn't even really remember the storyline. So I didn't pay attention to the signs of his being poisoned. Do you get it? But huh. then 
when they started talking about the first thing were the rashes he got, that he thought he was allergic to something. And then suddenly his hands were shaking at the dining yeah. table. Uh, when his friend died, like shortly that period that his friend just recently died. Mm-hmm. And she was like, he's stressed from the death. So it's mm-hmm. around that time. Either ways, I was, uh, I cried though. Where, where, which part did you cry? I cried when, oh my god, what part did I cry again? I cried when um, they boiled her feet. Oh, oh yeah, oh, that part was so sad. Didn't he cut someone's finger as well? I know. I don't know what he did to his son's finger, but they just he went to the room and his sons came back with. How did they put the wound? Yes, I, because I th- he cut his little finger off. Oh. He burned her feet and he cut the son's finger. Yeah, he burned his son's feet too. Yeah, he burned yes. how The feet one happened, the finger one happened when the boy was 10. Yes, he cut his finger off. Like the whole thing, I'll be a tip. I didn't, how come I didn't notice that? Not the whole thing, I think it was like halfway or something. They kept, you know, I, I kept wondering how, I don't know. I think, um, you know, the boy felt responsible. Like uh-huh. he should take care of his mom. He should be, I think he should t- have taken better care of his mom and his sister. He should have protected them. Uh-huh. And the new children coming. You get, but the thing is, he was just a boy. Uh-huh. He should not have that kind of responsibility. She should not feel responsible for that. Uh-huh. That's all I kept thinking, you know, as I was reading the book. He should not have been put in that kind of position where he feels like he should be the protector. Everything you do to you, I just kept thinking that, okay, this man has ruined his generations. Uh-huh. Because it doesn't just affect him. It's affects how his children will treat their own children exactly how all of it affects you know a whole lot of people not just him uh-huh. i'm sorry i have a question when you say it's going to affect how his children treat their own children do you mean um negatively or like what are you saying no i don't mean negatively or positive. Uh-huh. i just mean like it's going to affect um, how they decide to respond. Now they can decide how they respond. Do they? Are they going to be good parents in spite of, or are they going to be you know, bad parents because of? Do you get? Uh, I think parents, they're going to be good parents. I that think experience it... has colored how they see you know, life. Thankfully, they had other people, you know, like their aunt and other people. But I don't know. I don't think a definite... They will definitely be good parents. Get. Yeah, I think they will. And here's why. Um, the daughter's writing this story, right? But even as neutral as she tried to sound in this story, you could tell that she was hurt and she knew what her father was doing was wrong. That's one. Okay. Two, the fact that the, the way the brother kept responding, and you could tell like it was like a revolution towards the end. I feel like their mother and their auntie gave them a, a sort of grounding. And even when she, what's the name of that reverend she fell in love with? The man, I think she liked. Madam Hadi. 
right but I'm like, mm-hmm. yes i think all of that kind of helps them sort of heal or not really heal but let them know that what the father was doing is not okay if any of them saw reason because you know um learned helplessness when someone keeps um well i won't say stockholm syndrome because he wasn't kidnapping them but um when someone keeps doing the same thing over and over again to you you start trying to give excuses and reason why it's being done yeah okay i'm i'm being beaten because what i did is probably wrong or i'm not meant to do it but because the fact that he never saw that i don't think he actually instilled that part where they're going to do it again if anything they will be the exact opposite of him they might not even want to be christians I don't think that his character was ever going to affect them that they would turn out to be bad parents. The only thing I know that it might affect is their um, their religion because he was doing all these things in the name of religion. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So you don't think that that could make them not even want to discipline their children because of the extreme discipline that they encountered? What do you mean? Wait, ask me again. Like, it could also lead to them not even trying to discipline their children at all because of the extreme discipline they encountered. Yeah, possibly. They'd end up like their mother. They'd end up being, you know, their mom was kind of like a buffer, quite laid back and all of that. Right. Yeah. But I feel obviously um, they might discipline, but not physically. They, they would do more of talking or yeah they, I mean no parents would ignore but I do not think they would go that what I know that it would greatly affect or it would have greatly affected is the their relationship with Christ because their father was um, and Father Benedict is always using him as an example or something like that so, yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it was the, what was going to be affected more was religion not even character because they never agreed to the character in the first place. But the how way- their religion, right? The fact that it affects their religion is also going to affect how they raise their children, how um, they decide they want to raise their children. True. I was separating discipline from religion. That's what I'm saying. There's no separating. there's not exactly a right way to oh, discipline. Or like mm-hmm. okay. Obviously, we can all agree that he went overboard, like, you know, but uh, no, seriously, he, the guy went too far. Yeah, went we can agree. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, there's no right way, per se, because nobody's, nobody, there's nobody that can come out and say, okay, my form of discipline works well. Mm. But it, it makes them, do you get, feel guilty. Yeah. And if that happens, right? If anytime they decide to discipline their children or anything, they're going to feel guilty. Yeah. About it. They're going True. to look at the true colored glasses. They're not going to be able to do what they need to do because they feel like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is definitely how my father would have behaved. I'm becoming like my father. I don't want to be like my They might even start living through their kids. So things that they want, because um, their father never really allowed them to grow and make mistakes as children. Yeah, and there's this thing in psychology where if you you can't, it's like you can't cheat nature. Eventually, um, being humans, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, being humans, yeah, there's always this inner desire and eventually you would have to act it out one way or the other. 
Uh, that's how we say, oh, he's he's an adult, but he's not grown. And they say, oh, he had a messed up childhood or whatever. They're going to try to live through their children. Mm-hmm. My father didn't let me do this, so I would let my kids do it. Yeah. Be it wrong or right. Yeah, they would start projecting and whatnot. Exactly. And all of that is not... Like, the burden that they had on them as children. I don't know. Like... A lot of people stay in marriages because they feel like okay, they should protect, um, they don't want their children to not have fathers, uh-huh. or they don't want their children to not have mothers or stuff like that. Do you get? But what does the relationship that the mother and father have? What it does a lot more damage uh-huh. to their psyche than what like being a single parent does. It shows them toxic marriage. Now, what kind of understanding of love will this person have? Aside that, in quotes, what kind of Christian would they be? Exactly. Like, okay, some people um, look at those kind of relationships and then, like, people, some people will think, "Ah, yeah, he's right to bitter. You know, she shall become more obedient. Some guys Uh, take abusive parents because, you know, they can see that, like, they see this sort of power that it has given uh, you get and if you I should this is definitely the best way to treat a woman. Some people it's not see every situation that ends up like this. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. people see it and then they are like, okay, um, why is why is she so weak? Uh, why she do anything about it? Why can't she protect me? Do you get? And they hate women or they hate they hate their mothers. Uh-huh. Because the mothers couldn't protect them. Uh-huh. Now these guys were fortunate enough to have other people uh-huh. could show them that there's something else. Do you get what you're going through is not normal. Yeah. Do you get they were fortunate like to have experienced that, but it doesn't always end up the same way. Yeah. So, people have different reactions to how like to their environment, to how they experience life, to how you know they grew up as children. Uh-huh. Point is, they should not be put in that kind of position. Yeah. True. And even the perfection he expected of her can and cause a lot of problems in the future. Well, the perfection went left, so that's a good thing. <laughs> oh. Mm. As in, he just brought her to class and said, does she have two heads? As a... <laughs> Don't say, you know, just putting it out there. Like, kudos to parents that don't compare because, see, that thing does a whole number on your head. I was just thinking, as he was like, I paid school fees so that you can be the best. I paid this. I'm like, okay, so your parents did not pay school fees. (laughs) 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 Your parents did not pay school fees. Nobody wants their children to be the best, only you. That's it. And it's like God expects perfection from you. Um, have you guys, do you guys ever, okay, the one question that I kept asking myself was why? Why what? Why? Why? I, like, I, I wished there was, well, she couldn't, she couldn't have given us that, but why was he the way he was? Why did he choose? Oh, at what point did he break? Yes, his backstory. Well, At what point did he break? What did his own father do to him 
that made him turn on him like that? What exactly went wrong in his own upbringing that turned a boy who would have regular desires and even go as far as masturbating to not even... Let me um, tell you, they, they kind of told us his story as, as okay, he was a regular boy growing up in the village and uh, then he decided to join, he followed the missionaries. The father probably sent him with the missionaries because he thought it would be better for him. Yeah, he couldn't afford education for him. Exactly. So he made him is he made him follow the missionaries, do you get? So he could, you know, learn better. Uh-huh. Do you know that he could, what if he was angry? Huh? What, what if, if he was angry in the missionary testing? Like, yes, that's he, one. Just he, he was. Yeah. My own is what if he was angry? At his father. Yes. What if he didn't want to leave? Before he saw, like I said again, what if he didn't want to leave? What if he never wanted to go with them and he saw it as a punishment and then he got there and eventually he said, you know, they've recalibrated his mind, they've brainwashed him and now he says, yes, I'm receiving all this punishment because all I've been taught was wrong, you know, like completely turning your mentality and everything because he was also a normal boy at one point. Hmm. All I'm saying is this is why people don't want to be Christians. This is a very good reason. Like, this is one story that constantly reminds me of how much the church has changed over time. And rather than preaching love and the love of Christ and the love that God has for us, it now preaches perfection. And the the that there's no forgiveness for sin and belief that everybody is God and you have a right to met out punishment for whatever crimes there is and taking matters into your own hands and not leaving God to do the judgment. There's this thing I saw like I've I've watched a lot of books and read a lot of stuff about this thing. There's this um I don't know why I can't remember the name where priests um whip themselves oh yes um what they do is so if they've looked at a lady lustfully they would kneel down and they would punish them their own selves they'll beat themselves until they bleed and cry because they believe Some that of them that's... have like belts of stones yes because they believe that is atonement for sin yeah and um i think we, we are grateful for the for more knowledge I read this book that says knowledge is power, is time is money. And every time I, you know, remember that, it just, like, okay, we know that all of that is unnecessary, right? Because our sins, our atonement is to Christ. So we don't do this kind of stuff. Yeah. We have the understanding, the Holy Spirit has revealed to us that all of that is unnecessary. But they are not aware of stuff like that. Um, the most arrogant people are Christians. Yes. They feel this sort of entitlement. They feel like they're saved and you are damned. Exactly. I'm going to heaven. All of you, what you're doing, you're going to hell. That kind of stuff. Do you get? And they don't even know that that alone is sin. <laughs> this sort of entitlement that they have this, like they have this higher power. And so every time, you know, when somebody doesn't have enough knowledge, every time they sin, they feel 
a lot more guilty than regular people will feel. So the whole self, um, there's a word for it that I can't remember, self-affliction and all that stuff, the whole um, is always extra. Um, I don't think it's, it's them not having enough knowledge. I think it's them interpreting it in a messed up way. Yeah, but that's their knowledge of it. They are, they are, yeah. How they interpret the information, they receive the, inter- right. the information, they interpret it in the way they interpret it, they understand the way they understand it. That's their knowledge of it. Wrong full understanding. Yeah. So how they decide to interpret it, like we all receive the same information, you get like the same word, written word. And each person has their own interpretation, whether by the Holy Spirit or by their own logical reasoning. You get uh. And everybody acts based on how they interpret it, based on their knowledge of the word. You get. And I don't know. I don't know. I can't say, I, I don't want to speak to how the guy, how the father grew up or what they did to him i don't want to think about it because thinking about it is like a whole a whole kind of worms uh, that i talk about because this yeah but then we don't have to, we can't judge him we um, can't judge him without knowing like this is not the first story that talks about what they do to boys young boys in yeah has anybody watched october first oh my god that story was just is it nigerian movie Yes. I never finished that movie. Is it on Netflix? I don't think so. I don't think so. Hey, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. But like, okay, the story was about... Anymore! Jesus. <laughs> but it's like Netflix Ninja now, so I'm guessing like there's more Nigerian movies than that. Well, I don't know. Um, yeah, because like I was looking for a particular movie and then they're like it's only on Netflix Nigeria. So if you're like if you have like to watch it, you have to have someone in Nigeria open a Netflix account. Then you will get certain movies. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. Like why restrict us to whatever? I I, I... October first is here. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Very good check. Maybe it's yeah. Question. Yeah, I know I've I've seen I thought it was about colonial times because I've seen the advert but never really paid attention. Because I watched um 73. Oh, Is it 73 or 97? I can't remember. 79 it's called the one with um Richard Dominic and um, Ramsey Noah where he was uh he was one of he was an officer uh, yeah. yeah the one that his two his two friends tried to do some bribe thing some cool whatever but he refused to be a part of it but then he got arrested alongside them oh yes he's on Netflix so and he was gonna get killed but his wife took his ID and something, something, and he got saved, but he got kicked out of the oh. force. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Um, question. Did anybody ever think, like, would Papa Eugene had punished himself if he ever faltered? 
he was his own deciding factor of the good or evil. So how would you so, know? Exactly. So can we agree that he he was the hypocrite then? He felt he was he was perfect somehow. He just because... kept crying. That was what annoyed me. He would go and do something <laughs> bad. After somebody suffering the repercussion, you now come and you now cry. Why is it he won't cry? I just kept wondering. That he kept annoying me. I don't know why. For some reason, I was just upset every time he was crying. And then oh, he I got angry like, every time he cried. I wanted to cry. Like, Jige, he after he beat up his daughter, Jige, and then the mother oh, was trying to tell her, like, um, your father has not left your side for the past three days. He hasn't left at all. I'm like, sorry, why are you telling her that? Do you want that to like? Uh, I feel oh, like yeah, the mother, too, the mother, too, the mother, the mother was. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was not it. She was not at all. At what all. point do you do you say enough is enough? Mm-hmm. Why let yourself be pushed to a point where you start poisoning someone? You've committed sin to. Uh-huh. just walk away walk away and have your peace of mind don't oh. let any human being drive you crazy as you killed him now you will forget to be sad evil this thing I'm not being stereotypical but let's say if he was in that time if he had family members they're coming for everything so at the end of the day where did you go like what was remaining Who's going to handle the the um the companies, the newspaper, the candy factory? All of you will come down and you'll be back to square one, except you want to admire somebody else. So now you've killed him. What did you gain? She should have just gotten money and gone. You know, but then I think she was also someone at church. She didn't want it because you know how the Catholic church would have yeah. ah, you divorced your husband, you're a witch, you're a demon, you're yeah. a demon. And he had a lot of mouth. He could have made her into something he that was, that was not. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could have killed her too. True. I mean, he was already beaten up to kill her. So. And you don't know. talk about several other uh, several other miscarriages. I was just like, hey, Jesus. Yeah. Too many. Listen, when I have been losing children. children. Do you I couldn't believe it. It wouldn't take the table, Yo. The part that killed me the most was when she she was telling this. Eh, but do you know that he, um they brought many, many daughters for him to marry and he refused. Hey. Huh. I'm like, do you think because of you? As do you think he's, he's a prize he doesn't want to look bad in the Catholic Church? Exactly. The guys more for reputation. Yeah, his predisposition will not even allow him to marry a second wife. It's not because mm-hmm. of that. Doesn't she doesn't have to as in she kept thinking the guy was so good because he refused to marry another wife. What if he was beating her because he wanted to marry somebody else and he couldn't? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was just uh there was so many things wrong with the story. But to me, I saw the story as a typical Nigerian family. Eh? Which family are you? Let me explain. Let me explain. Um, we've all moved or we've evolved to a point where we can speak up, we can this. If you think it back to times of our grandparents, this is how it actually was. For those who were Christians and for those who weren't, it wasn't completely different. I can argue this. If you had grandparents who had um, three wives or your grandfather had three wives or less, or if your grandfather was an avid Christian, 
there was always something like this happening at home, even if you didn't know it. I know that we've gotten to a point, because we've come to a point in Nigeria where things are now different, people can speak up, people are considerate and whatever, but it did start off like this. And if you remember, the story is set at a time where this was a typical Nigerian family. I don't think it was meant to be a typical Nigerian family. I just think it's a story of a family. And yeah, maybe I won't, I won't dispute that it did not happen, but I will not generalize and say No, when I'm, okay, my, well, um, I don't know how best to explain, but I'm saying that it was like putting to light something that was happening and people did not know. It Yes, so that's why I said, when I said typical, I wasn't saying like every home. It was like nobody was talking about it. Yes, exactly. That the guy was beating his wife. And it happened in so many homes. Thank you. That's my point. What did what did they think was happening when she was miscarrying every time? What did they think was happening when she was her cervix was loose? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what they think happened to doctor? What they think happened to is a lie. There's no way they didn't know about it. It's just exactly that's that's what I'm saying. This was a typical thing back then. When I when I said I'm not saying like every home was like that. Okay, I get what I I think I understand. You are trying to say yeah. that it was normal for um such a thing to be hidden and it appears like everything is going well. Yeah, and, it, and I'm saying it happened a lot as well. It happened a lot. And it, and it was the one where, oh, my husband is beating me. Then instead of here, ah, why will he beat you? He says, oh, don't do the things that you're doing so I will not beat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that happened a lot. It happened a lot in churches as well. Yeah. Now people are... People now, the church accepts divorce. Like, if he's beating you, I mean, some churches do, some don't. Still, like, if he's if he's abusive or whatever, there's some churches till now. Oh, my husband is beating me, so bring him for counseling, brother. This, please stop beating her. It's not good. God or to say his um wife submit. Like submission has been misinterpreted to being a slave or being enslaved mm-hmm. and accepting accepting your plight and dying inside the relationship because divorce or something no man no man shall put asunder until you die there that's the asunder until you die or you go to hell one of the two because either you poison him or be poisoned (laughs) oh wow but i really understand where you're coming from and your perspective is valid the thing was at that time right everybody like okay um there's this movie right you can learn a lot from nigerian movies people like people dismiss nigerian movies but most of it is stuff that actually happens like minus yeah yeah like um, this um what's the name of this one women something yeah and you know at the beginning of the story right they knew that this guy wanted to give his 13-year-old, a 12-year-old daughter to this old man to marry. Wow. And then they told the, the husband, the husband, like one of the husbands was like, mind your business. How can you put your mouth in somebody else's? Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that now we're woke here, but it still has exactly. to Okay, because, let me give an yeah. example. Uh, yeah. Um, like, think about stay with me. Yeah, all the stories that he talk about, like this thing previously, every everything revolves around secrets. Stuff is happening in the family, yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like that not happen, but nobody says anything about it because okay, it's things that happen in the family. You can't go and uh, what they call it again, 
don't uh, air your dirty laundry. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more embarrassing just because you're crying for help. Like if you shut mm-hmm. up and swallow it. Okay, let me give an example. Also, when I was saying that here, yeah, the story might have been extreme. Yeah, but I'm saying that in every home, and this is not generalizing it either, at least down generations, one family member felt it and did keep quiet in 90% of Nigerian homes. And I'm going to use mine as an example. My grandfather married three wives, right? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, we're here. Right. My grandfather married three wives, right? And growing up, um, I just knew my, I had three grandmas. Hmm. Yeah? Oh. Now, towards my grandfather, um, after my grandfather died, I found out that my grandma was the first wife. Now, I saw my grandma's behavior bless their souls because they're dead, right? And I never, I, wouldn't, I wondered why she never liked my mom. Now, hearing that my grandma didn't like my mom and all of that when she never did anything to her, I'm like, okay. And then later on, you realize that this woman has been unhappy but was made to keep quiet. Her husband went and married a second wife. She wasn't for it. Married a third wife. She wasn't for it. God knows what happened between them or whatever, but my grandma wasn't even living with her husband. She was living in her father's house. Yeah, yeah, and every time we went to the village to visit, my dad would take us to my grandfather. We I stayed with my grandfather when I went visiting in the village. My mom would stay with my grandfather as well. So my mom, my dad never stayed, but he just visited and left back because he just had this thing. But he was very close to my grandpa. He was like his favorite child, right? Hmm. Now, my father's from the first wife, yeah? We stayed with my grandfather. Every morning, my grandmother came to the house to greet the house. That woman walked all the way from her place, and it was like a 10-minute or five, seven, five to seven, 10-minute walk from her father's house. Her father's house was, was on one side of the town square, and my grandfather's house was on the other side, Yeah. Every morning at a particular time, she walked to come and greet her husband and greet the household. But the third wife lived with him, made his food, made everything, and she stayed in that house. They had to coexist and not have any bad blood or anything because of him. I don't think my grandmother was happy, but she had to take it. Do you get what I mean? Because that, I think at the time when they got married, you were a woman if you had a husband. Hmm. I'm sure maybe she wanted to leave or not even have anything to do with him. But then people will laugh at her. Do you get what I'm saying? Your children will not have a name. Your children will not have a father, so to speak. Do you get what I mean? Hmm. Also, I never even knew that my grandpa had a second wife until he died. So that one, I never even saw her. Yeah? Now, when he died, when he died, yeah, they had to do right to have it. Uh, my mother, my grandma was the legally legal wife of my grandfather. It was like giving her her desi- deserved uh, respect. The second wife wasn't even categorized as his wife. And I think she's the one who rebelled. Do you get like 
wasn't okay with it. Like I said, my grandma came every morning to say hello, to greet her husband and all of that. I don't think that woman wanted to do it. I don't think she was happy about it. But she did it regardless because of, is it name, reputation or whatever. But everybody saw her and respected her as the wife of my grandfather because he was a very big man, yeah? And that respect and everything, she was the headmistress of the school in the village. So she wasn't even a small person. But that woman was going through a lot because marriage and being with and not leaving the toxicity that is surrounded meant a lot. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So even mm. if some families didn't have it as bad as Camille did, I'm saying that it existed in at least, at least one person down the line in every generation that wasn't happy but had to stay because that was what society desired. That's what society was at. Because apparently, if my grandmother had left, my father would not be a legitimate son of this man, even if he looked exactly like him. Mm. Nobody will recognize him as the son of this man, even if he was his carbon copy. Like, sometimes people see him and say, oh my God, I thought it was your father. If she, when she died, they wouldn't have allowed her to be buried in her husband's home because she has no husband. You just did not have peace because you want honor and respect and you chose to die or live in pain and silence because you need to do the needful and be accepted. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's a thing that, eat up a, that did eat up a lot of Nigerians and oh my parents stayed for long oh my grandparents stayed for long but were they happy were they happy and was it really necessary like at what like all the things you sacrificed for what that's why when I said that let's wait is it me the noise or I was wondering where that was coming from is it somebody in a windy place oh I think Okay, I found it. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, so when I was reading the story, yeah, to me, it felt more like a story that everybody could relate with or identify with, but we don't know that we can because it's something that's not only talked about. The people who are in this issue will never say. They will never say because their brains have been programs that this is right this is what is i mean look at where we are now yeah women can speak up women can say that their husband's cheating is not okay and they can walk away from the relationship if they find it toxic enough but back then whether we like it or not whether we say oh if you because okay um it was mimi yeah i muted yeah. you before because of the sound the sound was coming from you oh, oh sorry Okay. Right. Because we never ask questions. I don't know why, but as a younger child, I never even studied it or paid attention to it. It was after my grandma died. I was just thinking about so many things and I was like, oh my God, this woman was not happy, but felt that for her children to have a name, for her children to be people, for her children to be recognized and whatever, she had to start. So can you really blame her for her character towards my mother? Can you really blame her that she was she was then negative and she wanted to pick who her children will marry because she knew she had sacrificed a lot? 
can you really blame her that she wanted to live her happiness through her kids because they are the reasons she sacrificed it in the first place? Do you get what I mean? Hmm. I'm now putting that to the woman, to this woman as well, um, Kambili's mother. Yes, like she didn't do anything the right way, but she was she she was um in a time where she actually had no option. That's how I see. I, I the first time I read it, I was angry at her. When I first read the story, like in secondary school, I saw it with a different pair of eyes than now. This is the difference between when I read it the first time and now. Yeah. I was really angry at the mother. I felt that, yes, she didn't protect her children. She could have left. There's no reason you should stay in such toxicity. But now growing up, seeing what's happening in Nigeria, seeing what's happening in the world at large, you realize that we're in a constant state of evolution, moving. There's so many things that if you told people happened, then we'll be like, eh, that can never be me. Hey, <laughs> I won't take it. But the truth is we might have taken it because that's why I'm using my grandma as an example and trying to like and understand where Campbell's mother came from. You know how you said that some people would have been upset with their parents that they didn't protect the mother didn't protect them, right? Yeah. I'm saying that that woman actually protected her children the way she could. She gave them a name in a sense that if she had left, yeah, they might not have been um it because that because like I said, it's set in a time where family was everything name being having a name was everything to get a job to do whatever oh you are the son of this person ah oh you are the you know and then with divorce came a lot of things like like, um for example where i came from uh, where i come from if a woman divorces her husband she's buried in her father's home she's buried in her father's home and her children are buried in her father's home because it is seen that they have no father. Wow. Exactly. A lot of things are taken away from them because it's like, yes, your mother left with two people. That to an extent that even when my grandfather died, yeah, they had to, my my father's first, my father's brother, so the first son of my grandfather had to do the marriage rights and stand in for his father. Yeah, for my grandmother before my grandfather was buried so that she would be recognized as his wife. Hmm. Or else she would actually, when she dies or anything, she'll just be gone. They did that for her as a family. And trust me, yeah, when they did it, they had a lot of backlash because the second wife's children did not agree. The third wife's children were not a party to it and the whole family split. But that woman had given everything for them. That was why they did it. They knew, or even if my my father and his brothers would not agree that their mother was not happy, they knew what she had sacrificed and had to do the needful to you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the um, purple hibiscus is set in a time that actually did exist. It's like one story out of many that weren't told. Might not as be as bad might probably be worse, but I'm saying that it existed in at least every Nigerian home. And I'm saying this because I've spoken to friends who said, oh, <laughs> do you know my father said, and oh, apparently, and oh, do you know that, that it was, but the fact that we're in a time that, like I said, because people didn't used to speak then, you would never know. 
Mm. But if everybody decided to come out and say, and if you, you, I'm saying this to every, try, okay, prove me wrong. Try to ask back to your grandparents or great grandparents, you will hear that this story existed in your home too. It will shock you. I'm very serious. And I'm standing by this because it's something I've known for a very long time. That's why the book I really like, like, I really like Purple Hibiscus because that was a book that actually opened my eyes to a lot of things that actually did happen, were never said about, existed in such great, um, uh, it existed in so many homes and people are very unaware of it. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing. I can definitely see where you're coming from. It reminds me of one talk I heard and the lady was complaining like this conference and she's like, oh, my husband is beating me. I'm the one making money for the family and everything. And what should I do? And the woman asked her, what are you doing to make your husband beat you? Oh. And I was like, wow, are you kidding me right now? Exactly. You see, now you're frowned upon, right? Now it's frowned upon. Now it's like, wow, how could she have said that? I'm telling you that there was a time in Nigeria where if you said, wow, how could she have said that? You are a demon. The expected response is, don't do what will make your husband upset. So, yeah, we've evolved and that is a good thing. But it doesn't mean that it didn't happen or it didn't exist. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Your perspective is valid. So I do, I just, I'm thinking of Jaja's defiance now and the point where he started like um, deciding not to do the things his father wanted him to do. And I was thinking, is it because he finally realized that his father was beating his mom or what? I'm wondering what provoked that defiance. No, or but the you said they knew that the father was beating your mom from long mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, so Jaja hit puberty. That's what I told myself. <laughs> you know that boys tend to want to be, want to show that they have, they are men and they mm. have power and whatever when they get to that particular point in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's what happened to him. Mm. And then maybe peer pressure, um, not really peer pressure, but like seeing his peers, even if they never talked about them, I feel like. They were a factor that existed, but we just didn't know about. Huh. I felt like Jaja always felt a sense of responsibility towards yeah. like that he had to get, but he didn't know how. Like I said, he hit puberty and finally realized that he could speak back to his father, and whatever wants to happen will happen. I, because I also felt that was kind of him seeing something different before they had gone to before they went to Suka, church was always one way like the whole body of church christianity all of that was always one way was always through father benedict's eyes ah. yeah. being able to be in a situation where they could see church where they were singing in evil where they were praying for joy and laughter yeah true yeah. it's yeah. true all of that must have Make him feel like, oh, this might not be the right way to do it. Sister, it might not be the whole system. Christianity might not be the problem. The problem might be with these people. Uh-huh. Yeah, 
I, I think agree. Maybe he he suddenly realized that but Abelis was a hypocrite and he did not uh, want to uh, what I felt happened. That's interesting. Yeah, and I, I think I was thinking, that. yeah, that's very interesting perspective. And I also thinking about Father Amadi and um, this girl's <laughs> almost potential relationship. <laughs> that and one just said that nobody's perfect. <laughs> oh Lord, that part made me laugh. I'm like, exactly. This time, okay, this time I read it. I didn't actually dwell so much on it because I wanted to see other part. I was, mm. I think the second time I read it, I was more focused on their love story than I should have been. Yeah. <laughs> I was that I'm not going to say I was stupid, but do you get I was Their love story annoyed me. Why? It was I impossible. Thought... What kind of... Thank you. Finally. It's not going to happen. Is it? That's why I didn't spend so much time on it this time. Do you get? Yeah. I didn't think too much about it. It was just a oh, part of the story. Just you know, it diverged. Yeah, story annoyed me as I was this. As in, it's something that is not going to happen. I don't like reading all those. Yeah. All I saw from it was that, that make I feel in love with them, and yeah. then next is going to Germany. I beg. I don't even look at it more than once. I even look at <laughs> all it. I saw. All I saw from the love story was that it just further explained how and explained how naive Kamili was. Was yeah, she needed yeah. somebody else to love her. You know, yeah. her, her father. Yeah, her father's behavior had pushed her that right now she was seeking any form of male attention or male attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the way she even describes him with his slight belly and the sweat, I was like, yeah, see, <laughs> sister, wake up. Yeah, you wish she, she, she always talked about her father. You could tell that she adored her father. Yeah. She admired him. Yeah, he was like on a pedestal for her. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was an immortal. He was, yeah. he was right. He was special. Mm. Like any time anybody wanted to say something contrary to the value, she would, she would. You know the way she always said. They always, you know, she, the way she always talked about it. Like, oh, she wanted to look at them with evil eyes. Like, ugh, don't talk about my father like that. She loved her father because she was proud of him. She was, she could even rationalize the things he did to her mother. Uh-huh. Yes. The reason is because he was successful. Yeah. And, and everybody talked about how proud she should have been of him. Exactly. She was very proud of her dad. So she, and she felt like her dad had conquered where most people's parents had not. So she had a reason to hold her shoulders high. And the fact that she was not, and he too wasn't, nobody should come at him. Oh. Sort of. Yeah. Wow. That's so insightful. And on that note, it came to my attention again. It was when they were talking and they were asking each other, what do you want to eat? And they were like, oh, we have a timetable. And they were explaining that they have a timetable that they already know. And they're like, we do that often, asking each other questions that we already know the answer to, because we don't want to ask questions that we don't know the answers to. Oh, fear. And, um, well, like maybe just the scary truth. They don't like to expose mm. the scary truth behind mm. so many things. That she knew that there was something wrong with the way her father treated mm-hmm. her, because she didn't yeah. want she didn't want Jaja to say anything you know, about what your father did. And you told her, you know, she kept 
you know, whenever like, oh, does Auntie know? Auntie uh. like he told her, and like when um school, the whole school stuff happened. And instead of telling her her friends the truth, she just said, "I like running." Yeah. Again, you could tell she she knew that there was something wrong, but she didn't want to think so much about it because that would ruin the superhero image she had of her dad. Uh huh. It would also ruin the image everybody had of her dad. Yeah. And it would be washing their dirty linens in public, and realizing that the also perfect family at church is not perfect after all. Hmm. If he was your father, what would you do? In this modern day and age, I thank God that that's not my father. That's all. If it was yours, what would you do? I don't think I'll be able to tell what I would do, except I'm in that situation. Okay, I know what I would do. What would you do? I would have stayed. You would have stayed. Is that what you said? I would. I know that I would have done the exact same things she had done until I mistakenly left the country. Like you, you are saying you would have mistakenly left the country, or no? I'm saying that the truth is, well, the way I see it is that if that was the home I was brought up in, even in uh-huh. this day and age, yeah, uh-huh. you, you, you only know what is around you, right? Yeah. Right. So exactly. So I think that I would have still reacted the same way as she did. Maybe until I, if I went to a boarding school, obviously, then I'll see other people. And then maybe if I left the country, then I would rebel. Yeah, I would have probably acted the same, as flawed as it is, which is quite sad. Sure, sure. So you you would you would I think the only thing I can say about that is I wouldn't be the same person I am. Uh-huh. Exactly, I won't be For who sure. I am today. You can't tell yeah. how you react, you know, in that situation because yeah, there are so many factors to consider, mm-hmm. and things are different now. There's social media and all of that. Oh, that's true. You guys, I forgot something important about my week. I watched Tenet. What's that? Is this new um, movie that came out the same guy that made them um, Inception? Oh. I don't even know which one is more confusing. Tenet or Inception. <laughs> is that the guy's specialty? He makes confusing movies. I think or so. In, you know how I, I talked about how I hate the concept of time. Yeah. Time, time travel. Time travel. Oh my God. That was a major concept in this film and they wanted to make us watch it for like independence day stuff like we're supposed to all go and watch it as part of the independence day week stuff and but we had like a couple of points and we're going to be able to watch the movie free so me and my friend were like we should just go and watch it earlier than then and that's how you'd have seen all of us confused in the cinema (laughs) oh my god speaking of time there's this movie i i can't remember the name you guys should watch it if you have. Oh my gosh. It's about a girl who's a boy, who's a man. Huh? What? I know. I'm going to send the name to the movie and she can send it to everybody when I remember. So it's a girl, right? Yeah. It's a girl who is actually a girl and a boy who meets a man, gets pregnant, the man runs away. Then when she gives birth, she's told that, oh, it damaged her womb and everything. So they take out the female part I've of her. I've watched that movie. 
and then she becomes a guy yeah and then she later realizes that she's the one who got herself pregnant Mm -hmm. and she's the baby who was dropped at the door and Mm -hmm. she's the man who bombs she's the she bombs herself yeah she saves herself she she's 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 the whole thing yeah she has male and female parts body yeah and she kept creating time remnants Mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember she... the name of the movie but I've watched that movie yeah, exactly I'm trying to remember that's what, what she's saying reminds me of <laughs> that, was a very that movie confusing confuses movie. you yeah, yeah it confuses you but when you finish you're like what, what? that movie was a very confusing movie I watched it that's what I, I don't like watching those kind of things I feel if like I remember the name I'll send it when I watch movies I watch it to unwind <laughs> not to confuse yourself more. Yeah, I don't want to think about the office of life, you know, when I'm watching a movie. That talent was really confusing, and I had to, you know, think about it. Do you get the guy? How do you explain it now? The, he was, um, he was kind of like the guy had, oh, Jesus, I don't even know how to explain it. There was a time machine, right? that you could go back and then you would go reverse. You would be in a reverse order. And then there were so many laws to the reverse order of things. Mm-mm. There's no way to explain it. No, that's not a movie that you can explain to somebody. The person has to watch it and be confused as you are. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I can say about that movie. It was, you know, it was very confusing. And, you know, among the three of us that were watching it, that was probably the person that understood it the most. And me too, I was confused. <laughs> So all in all, the writer was very successful. Wow. Like when I like okay, I didn't do I didn't go through I didn't go too far in like checking out the movie because like okay, because that's what they wanted to watch, right? So I was like, okay, yeah, sure, let's watch Terrence. And then I saw like when they were showing this thing, that's when you know and also that was the same guy that made Inception. And I'm thinking, okay, well, hmm, I know this guy's plan. Inception was about dream. This one's, <laughs> you know, I've, I've never liked the whole time traveling, um, this thing, but I've never thought of it in such depth. Like, I never thought it would be as confusing as it was in this movie. Like, there are no words. Absolutely no words. But you should watch it. There's a lot of, the scenes are nice to look at. But if you try to understand it, you know, try to piece the story together and understand it. You can understand it in small parts, right? Okay, they're in love with each other, so this happens. Oh, he's trying to do this, so this happens. Oh, this is because of honor. Oh, this is this. Thing. You can understand it in small bits. Or put it together. Oh. Sometimes I like to ask myself, like, isn't there someone who like reviews the story and says yes or no who exactly said yes to this story and said you should go into production <laughs> I think everybody has a, like i'm sure they, there was a different reason for the creation of the movie it wasn't okay yeah let's watch it let's put it so people can relate with it. how much how are we confuse this people? story yeah, yeah, that's what they were thinking. So how, how can we confuse their minds? Exactly. <laughs> how can we make it inception but more confusing? That was the plan. <laughs> so they definitely achieved their goals. That's all I can say about that. 
Ivy, I found that um, Ivy, I found that movie Predestination. Huh. Predestination. What in the destination was that rubbish? Yeah. My God. So I think that there's a genre of people who just want to confuse people on, on the screen. People that think that they they they, they um think in the electoral perspective. Mm, exactly. Mind higher consciousness that don't exist. Watch Aki and Papa and just relax. I don't even get <laughs> Oh Papa just could then you get like predestination was so annoying. Oh my god. I was like, what is this? You know, like, I actually I think what annoyed was I paid attention to the movie. <laughs> Abby? That's, that's, that's when the guy's face got burnt, I was like, okay, so you're going now to the past to find out who burnt your face. Then you realize that it was you who set the bomb. It was you who dragged you out. And it was you who burnt. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why? Why? Why would you set a bomb? And then you <laughs> go to detonate the bomb. And then get burnt, and then you drag you out of you. What is you? Why? <laughs> Every single time they revealed who it was, I got upset. Every single time they revealed who it was, I got more upset. And when I when I got to the end, I was furious. <laughs> like, <laughs> so if you gave birth to you, where did you come from? As in... <laughs> Seriously, she slept to herself and gave birth to herself, and then started the cycle all over again. I don't. I, I can't do that. I can't do that again. I'm going to start screening movies a lot more. Yeah, As in, for sure. Life is a lot. Is already a lot much complex. You know, there's oh there's so much to consider. You know, living your life and all that yeah. stuff, and bearing the burden of your friends and all that stuff. There are just so many stories happening that are real. Why do you now have to complicate matters when you just want to watch a simple two-hour movie? What happens? Even if they finish, can't you do another one? (laughs) (laughs) Can't you just repeat the storyline and change the actors? Why do you have to to make it more complex? Like, why do you have to make people start thinking about philosophies of life and if you is you and, you know, why is man alive and why is man what is good and what is bad? Why? It's just crazy. I just wonder what these people eat and what where these people sleep and how these people think. All these people that write all these stories. Some people are crazy thinkers. They have nothing to they're locked inside one room and they're just thinking, how what can I do? And they've not eaten for five days. They will just write something. Come on. The mass problem is not enough. Let me add one more. <laughs> and even the people that film it, people that are filming it, putting it together, editing, all of them. That's a lot of work right there. Because you have to make it very believable. You can't make any mistakes. You can't make any mistakes. Say for a person that watched over and over, some people watch over and over to try and find out what happened. It's like, I don't understand. I watched it again. I can't do that. Okay, this was very interesting, though. I think we're coming to the end of the session. Do you guys have anything you really want to share before we end the session? Okay. 
That's awesome. So thank you guys all for coming for today's session. This was really, really amazing. I'm very glad that you guys came. And the book of next week, come for us, book of next week. Oh my God, it's so awesome. We're reading this really awesome book of short poems. Like most of them are like oh, two nice. line poems, three line poems, you know, but they're really, really nice. And we're going to be reading it for like the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Soft magic. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That book is so good. Yeah, I can't wait for us to read it. I've been reading it in Soft Magic. Is it? Yeah, you don't have to read it. We're reading it in... The... We're reading it in the session. I mean, oh. Yeah, we're reading it in the session. So we're just oh, reading it have and have it together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's amazing, guys. Thank you all for coming. And we're going to say our prayer now. So in Jesus' name, Amen. in the right name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for bringing us to this session. We thank you for all we've learned and all we've done. And we pray, oh God, that you guide us in this next week that is coming, guide our lives, help us to make your decisions and raise our own children well and take control of every single thing that we're doing. And may your name be glorified in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great week, guys. Thank you. Have Bye. a good week. Don't let mosquito bite you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's for you, I be right. Yeah, so I'm, tell, no, I'm telling myself. Don't let him bite you. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Once again, this is Comfort. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are so awesome. You guys encourage us so much. I hope you have an awesome week. Also, don't forget to like, share, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cartwright Handed. See you next week.